Hi guys, welcome to Bonding Time with Lou and Hallie. We're excited. It's a stormy, rainy night. And why do I always comment on the weather? I don't know. It's <laughs> the old hundred year old person in me. Weatherman. Yeah. Forecast. I like it. Um also thank you everyone who's been checking in with the Instagram page and sharing our stories. Keep doing it because that's it's been really fun to hear people sharing with their buddies and friends. So if you don't mind, keep going with that. <laughs> Um, Hallie, you want to introduce our person tonight? Yes. So we are really lucky because we have one of my favorite people on, Tommy V. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, I'm glad you introduced me as Tommy V. I was just thinking, I was like, you have a full name, Tom Velasco, so. Yes. Um, well, lots of people call me Tommy V, though. That's my mm-hmm. kind of moniker that. That's your Boise name, I think. Yeah, that yeah. sets me apart from other Toms. Yeah. And the other Velasco's. Yeah. <laughs> With a B. Um, yeah, my kids call you Tommy B, which yep. is awesome. Yep. But um, so I've known Tom for how long have we known each other? I am 34. You were 16, I think, when I met no. So wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, through youth group. So Tom used to be. Like youth leader, then youth pastor mm-hmm. at the church, um, Calvary Chapel, Boise. Mm-hmm. It, it's been almost 20 years. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow. How old are you when we became good friends, though? That was like 22, maybe 22. So it's been 12 years or so? Yeah. Something like that? Wow. So, Crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of history. A lot of history. <clears throat> yeah. It's really, really neat, and we're excited. We wanted to get you on since we very first started I this. Know. Um, originally, we're going to circle back around. Our very first um, episode, we talked about the common ground that Hallie and I have as being kind of, well, I think we're recovering. We're like in AA. <laughs> recovering <laughs> people pleasers. <laughs> people pleasers anonymous. Yes. Not to make a joke about <laughs> AA. Sorry, everyone. Um, I'll edit that. Anyway, so <laughs> I always say I'll edit that, but I don't. All that to be said, Tom has some pretty good stories. Can we bust, like, break the ice with a, with your favorite people pleaser story? My favorite people pleaser story. You have a long history of people pleasing? I do. Are I, you recovering? Uh, no. I, well, I don't think so. <laughs> I, still, I still feel like I'm a pretty strong people pleaser for sure. But definitely my favorite, well, I don't know if it's my favorite people pleaser story, but definitely the first one that came to my mind just sitting here was... Uh-huh. Uh, Hallie, you know this one. <laughs> You're laughing. You don't even... <laughs> They're all funny. Yeah, it's the Beth Moore one? Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> was that your favorite? Yeah. Is that what you would have gone with? Yeah, that's what I would have gone with. That's one I've heard. You've too. heard the Beth yes. Moore one? Okay, yeah. okay. So I'm telling it again. So I'll tell it again, it's nonetheless. I like um, yeah, so I was working at the church. I was teaching in, the school, in our school of ministry. So we had classes until about noon every day. And I got a phone call that, well, I should say I had a message left on my voicemail from a good friend of mine uh, who basically, the voicemail said something like this. Uh, hey, Tom, uh, we're, I don't know if you heard, but we're bringing Beth Moore into town for a big event and we're holding a, uh, a planning meeting tomorrow. Uh, by the way, for all the listeners out there who don't know who Beth Moore is, she's a, a well-known evangelical speaker who kind of goes around and does... Women's events. Yeah, women's <laughs> events. Yeah. That's actually the key point. Exclusive Exclusively women's. Exclusively women's events. 
Um, (laughs) Because, so, so she said, we're bringing Beth Moore to town and we have a planning meeting and I was wondering if you would like to come. And my first thought was, Beth Moore, why would I go to a Beth Moore planning event? So, but rather than call her up and say, why would I go to, or ask why would I go to a Beth Moore planning event? I called back, got her voicemail, and left a message. And the message went something like this. Jan, I would love to go. Thank you so much for the invite. But sadly, as the event starts at noon, well, I get done teaching at noon. I wouldn't even be able to be there till 1230. It gets over at 1. So there'd hardly be any point for me to go. So thank you for the invite. But sorry, I can't make it. Um, Left the voicemail, went home, stayed the night at home, came back in the morning, listened to my voicemails in the morning before I went to go teach. And it was a message from my friend Jan, and she said, No worries, Tom. (laughs) You can come late. (laughs) And you're like, no! And at that point, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, because I already gave my excuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I implied that I could be there by 1230, so I couldn't come up with a new excuse. Happily be there by 1230. Happily be there by 1230. (laughs) You were too nice. So I just just kind of gritted my teeth and figured, well, I guess I'm going to go to the Beth Moore planning events for what it's worth. So I taught class, noon came, I got out, drove down to the church where there was this, uh, you know, event. And I, I remember I got out of my car, I was walking towards the church doors, walked in. As soon as I walked in, I could see the, the sanctuary to my left. And I was envisioning a planning event of like 15 people sitting around the table. Um, I looked to my left and I saw the sanctuary was full of about 500 women or something like that. Oh and I was like, oh my goodness. And there was not a guy to be seen. Not Why a did guy she invite you? Amongst, well, that kind of comes at the end, I okay. think. It's my guess, but okay. um, I'm kind of worried. What if she's listening? I don't think so. <laughs> Jan, if you're hearing this, uh, please forgive me. No, 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 uh, no bad feelings at all. But so anyway, I, uh, I walk over to the table, the registration table, and there's a lady there and she goes, can I help you? Like, you know, You're asking you like, what are you doing here? You, like, that's the subtext. And I said, um, I think I'm supposed to be here. And she said, are you sure? And I said, I think so. And she said, what's your name? Oh, actually, before I said that, I said, do you know Jan Weed? And she said, nope. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because that was the one thing that would make me feel somewhat normal as if Jan had told everybody I was coming. And But she was didn't even know who Jan was. So, mm-hmm. so uh, she's like, well, what's your name? And she looked on the guest list. And she's like, you're not here. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she said, let me go get the the supervisor so she went to get the organizer of the oh event. My God. and then the organizer walks out and she's like can I help you again that same there's the subtext of what are you doing here yeah you shouldn't be here what are you doing and I said I was invited here from a friend I think I'm supposed to be here and she goes hmm why don't you just go inside and look for your friend and I'm like oh, okay no. but there now mind you there's 500 people sitting there but they're all listening to a speaker quietly attentively <laughs> so I kind of duck into the sanctuary and all 500 women then look at me like because obviously I'm not supposed to be there and they just including the speaker I should add and I kind of scan the room and I look over and then my friend Jan is coming towards me and I'm like okay and she comes over and she says hey Tom why don't you come here come we have a spot saved for you I'm like okay that's great um and then she goes why don't you get some lunch first and I'm like 
nope, because it was a buffet style. I'm like, no, I'm good. I did not want to get my buffet while the speaker was speaking. She's like, just get the lunch. I'm like, no, 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 I promise. I'm just like, just get the lunch. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So then I had to get my lunch while everybody in the room is watching me. And everybody's eyes are on me like, what is this guy doing here? And then I go and I sit down and I just kind of sink into this chair at this table full of women. And I'm like eating my lunch. Yeah. (laughs) And then at a certain point, the speaker tells us to reach under our chairs because they have a gift for everybody there. Mm -hmm. And I reach under my chair and I pull out a purse, (laughs) a pink purse with all sorts of goodies inside that I would never use in a million years. Um, So you got a purse out of it. I got a purse out of it. And then she wanted everybody to do the whole commitment thing. Like, you're going to commit to X number of hours. Please raise your hand. And she's, like, talking in such a way. She's like, I want to see all of your hands raised. And I'm like, I am not raising my hand. No matter what I do, I'm just not (laughs) raising my hand. And I'm sitting there, you know. And, um... Finally, it's over, and I'm just mortified. This has just been the most horrible experience of my life. And it's only made worse because the head of the, the, the speaker mm-hmm. um, makes a beeline for me as soon as the whole thing's over. Yeah, she just you. walks right over to me, and she's like, I just want to thank you for being so brave. For being so brave to come out here and to be here with all these women. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, you're, thank so you. brave. you're, you're welcome. I'm very brave. Um, and I then, can't tell Tim, no. <laughs> And so, and then I just sit there and I talk to my friend Jan and I talk to this older lady who was sitting next to me and they're chatting with me. And long story short, I kind of finally figure out why they had me there because Eventually, a woman comes over to the table that they introduce me to, and it seems to be, and I only piece this together because of a conversation I'd had sometime before that uh, with Jan's daughter, that they were trying to set me up with a woman who oh. was involved in the, in the... Yeah, which was not good. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So that yeah. was... That's probably what... I mean, like, definitely I should just be able to say... I really can't make a Beth Moore planning meeting, yeah. but I can't say I, that I'm not going to make a Beth Moore planning meeting. I should have said, why don't you ask our women's ministry leader? But yeah, I couldn't. couldn't. I said, I would love to, but can't because I can't be there till 1230. I, I think I'd really like to. I think I'd really like to. Which, but Did you explain that? I don't know if I explained that in the first one or not. How, how there's a... Yeah. 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 Well, so one time we were having a coloring event at my house a bunch of my friends were coming over and we were drawing pictures and coloring and Hallie and I were hanging out earlier that day I don't remember what we were doing but you were dropping me off at my house in -hmm. the afternoon and I said Hallie are you coming to the coloring event and she goes I think I'd really like to and then I said that doesn't make any sense I was like I think I'd really like to does not tell me whether you're coming I said that's just telling me that you are not actually certain whether you'd even like to Maybe. But it's a definitely a maybe. And I said, so So then we talked a little more. And I made that, I pointed that out to her. We laughed, mm-hmm. but she didn't clarify. I, we <laughs> laughed and she didn't clarify. And then I was like, so are you coming tonight? And she goes, I think I'd really like to. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So ever since then, that's been kind of the classic. Um, right. Yeah. That's what I'm going to name this episode. <laughs> I, I think, think I'd, I'd really, really like, like to. I'd really like to. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. It's, there's something about a hard no. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was so bad at sales, too. Before I could even take that rejection, it was like, would you like a candy bar and 10 bucks? Okay, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. Nope, nope. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. That thought of even 
hurting someone's feelings yeah. for like a second. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had like the sweats and a knot in your stomach and you finally do say no and then everything is okay and you get almost high off of it? I have felt so powerful <laughs> over this tiniest no and the person I've told no is like, all right, and like yeah. goes on a yeah. buffet, and I'm like, I've been stressed out all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I've also had the opposite where I say no, and people melt down. Yeah, completely. I've had that too. So. <laughs> and it scars you. You're like, oh, okay, this is why I can't do this. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that you guys have each other because sometimes it takes one to know one. Like, man, that was a season of a lot time. of like, oh man, would you bail me out of this or like? Yeah. And I did share the story about the dirt biking, which you did not bail me out of. That's true. Yes. <laughs> That's good that you didn't. It's good. Well, I definitely did not want to go dirt biking with this guy. So. Why? You hated that? I, I hated to do that to Howie, but there was no, <laughs> no. way. Yeah, yeah, there was not going to be any way I was going to. I, I wouldn't have, I don't even think I've been able to dirt bike. I mean, I don't know what I would have done in that, in that particular instance. I'll be over here, guys. Well, um, you guys go back to the, the first episode, if you've never heard it. That one, oddly enough, I don't know why, but it has the least amount of listens. This <laughs> <laughs> is embarrassing. We well, just kind of talked about yeah. nothing. All right. Well, we can do the short of it. I mean, it was, there was a guy who was hitting on Hallie very weirdly uh-huh. and was trying he was quite older than me and too. he was significantly older than Hallie <coughs> and he was asking her to go uh, Hallie couldn't say no <laughs> so you agreed to hang out with him I thought I had a crew of people with me because Lauren and Micah were going to go and then uh, they're yeah. like no yeah. uh, this, Lauren doesn't have as hard of a time saying no <laughs> yes no she does not <laughs> She's like, no, can't go what sorry deal with it and I'm freedom. like I can't yeah, I can't. yeah. Yeah. And then he had rented the bikes, and there was yeah. money invested, and yeah. like Lou brought up, it's a scary notion actually to get into a car with somebody you don't know. And I've done it more than one one time. Oh, for sure, me too. Yeah, that I've never done that, but I'm. I don't think. Yeah, it's different. I'm a guy. You guys, I mean, not to be all. But I mean, yeah, I'm I not know. having girls who are trying to get me to go with them in a <laughs> oh, car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just a different situation. Yeah, the safety aspect. Yeah, the like, safety aspect. Into the woods, I've definitely yeah. seen things on TV. Yeah. Like, yeah. With that neighbor with the ice cream? Yes. But his was a convertible, so I figured people could see me. If something happened, I could be, like, visible. Oh, my gosh. Similar situation, by the way. I don't know if the audience is aware of this story either, but... Hallie had a neighbor. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I just thought this guy hated her, to be honest. Me because, too. Once, me too. Well, because he would just yell at us, and we were hanging out and being loud or whatever, and he would awkwardly, when we'd open the door, he would stand very far away from... Yeah, he but, didn't walk up the steps. Yeah, but then he asked her to ice cream one day, and... And I went. And she went, which is was startling to me, actually, because... <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. very shocking to me, um, uh, and it did provoke one of our best our mutual best friends my friend the other tom to say oh baxter you would do anything for a scoop of ice cream <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> he bought my ice cream or maybe i drew a line there and was like you know what this is not a date i'll buy my ice cream yeah yes but also buy my ice cream i went on this ride yeah <laughs> ice cream now i just saw this meme i'll probably post it it's like this is how I'll finally end up getting kidnapped, and it's like a coffee. It's like a shady van with like an espresso machine on the outside. <laughs> sure, sure, that's I'll true. Go. That's fine. I'll go for a ride with you. <clears throat> so, Tom, what is it that you do for you for work? For work, I'm a teacher at uh, the Amber School, <clears throat> private Christian school. Um, I teach 
12th graders history and literature. Okay. Yeah. And then you have your own podcast. What I do. Called? It's called A History of Christian Theology, which I don't know that it's properly named because although we do, it's not a his, it's less of a history podcast and more of a discussion podcast. Yeah, and what we do is we read, we, we're trying to read all of the great, maybe not all, but many of the great works of Christian theology throughout history, starting all the way back at the end of the New Testament. Okay. So the first piece of literature we do is Clement's Letter to Rome, which is the earliest Christian writing we have outside of the New Testament. Wow. Um, and then we work our way up through church history. So right now we're doing Augustine's Confessions. And then you each read it, and then you discuss it. Yes, on... yep. I discuss it with my friends Chad and Trevor, who are both PhD candidates. They're brilliant. They're PhD candidates. Uh, Chad is currently working on a PhD in theology at St. Louis University, mm -hmm. and Trevor's working on a PhD in philosophy yeah. from Nebraska. Well, it's pretty much like... So. Us. Yeah, I mean, sounds like we're, we're on the same level. I feel like. Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, much of our podcasts aren't very different from what we're doing right now. We just have conversations. I mean, yeah, we often, of course, try to anchor it to the stuff we're reading and talk about the material we're reading. But we also go off script and, well, we don't have a script, but we yeah. go off away from the text and talk about whatever's going on in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was a guest. I should give a probably shout out to. I was a guest on the Donnybrook podcast. I listened to that. You do? I, well, you no, listen to that I listened to it because I saw your name. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I listened to it. Yeah, those are my couple of my friends who do a podcast. Um, I work with Amanda Patchen. She's a teacher um, uh, uh, at Ambrose with me. She teaches okay. the 11th grade, so she invited me to um, to be on it. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, so it was a great time. I'll, we'll try and link both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is the content of that one, really quickly? Uh, the Donnybrook podcast? Yeah. It's just like this. It's just conversations. Just visiting. Yeah, okay. just visiting. It was, um, it's, uh, I think thematically, if I remember right, they, they, I mean, I think actually it's pretty broad. They do talk a lot about church stuff, but it's, I mean, church stuff, like theolo theological mm -hmm. conversations, things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's really culture, uh, culture, theology, you name it, literature. Amanda's probably the most well-read person I've ever known. So wow. that's, yeah, that's crazy. She reads like, I know for a fact she read over 200 books one year. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, like my so life. <laughs> pretty much if you've read, I mean, if a book exists, she's pretty much read it. That's, a, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Was, I Does she do any, like, audible? Or is it mm, all reading? I don't think she does any, any uh, audio books. Okay. I don't think so. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. And it all into the eyeballs. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is um, one of my favorite times of year. Your favorite time of year coming up on Easter in the middle of sort of the Lent season. Hallie, how do you feel about this? I love it. It's so great. Mm -hmm. It's like Christmas and the like the level of importance of Christmas, maybe even more, but without all the obligation of hype and mm -hmm. presents and yeah, yeah. It's like you yep. can really focus. Um, Tom. Yeah. Why? Why do I love this time of year? So <laughs> <laughs> no, like it feels like your soul's sort of waking up at the same time as the yeah. earth. Like everything's kind of sprouting, growing. What? Well, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is nature, right? Winter is a dead season, uh -huh. and it—that's what it makes people think about is death. Yeah. 
Um, days are shorter. Yeah. Um, weather's often bad, mm-hmm. rainy, dreary, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden the days start getting longer. Mm-hmm. Snow starts to sm- starts to melt. Plants start to uh, flowers start to bloom. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. The sunshine comes out in ways that it hadn't before. You know, before you know, it, we're gonna have days that go up to eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yeah. You know. Um, so you're getting more daylight. You're going outside more because it's warmer. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, I mean, there are lots of natural reasons why we, sure. why we like it. Um, uh, but I think, too, being a Christian, of course, it makes it a really powerful time of the year. Mm-hmm. And, and I like what you said a moment ago about Christmas, you know, the commercial side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because really, Christians should be way more excited about Easter than anything else. Mm-hmm. And we're not. Like, as in general, yeah. like, even though you have that subjective feeling, on the whole, Christians don't get super excited about Easter. Easter is almost a throwaway holiday nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't get any days off for it, and it's just a thing you do on Sunday. And most people, frankly, don't really do much. Not even like, even when I was a kid, Americans, I feel like, did more on Easter than they do now. Right. I mean, I know that you still have Easter bunnies and, mm-hmm. and Easter candy and and egg uh, egg hunts and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I feel like it's way less now. Maybe that's just because I'm a, an adult. But mm-hmm. yeah. it seems to You're me that... You're not doing the egg hunts. Yes, I'm not doing the stuff <laughs> yeah. that I did when I was a kid. Um, but I remember, I, I first had a sense of how bad Easter felt, you know, probably 15... 20 years ago in the church just thinking about how I thought it was just lame that we didn't do anything mm-hmm. it's like you'd go to church on Sunday and it'd be a special service you'd invite people that was kind of the focus invite yeah. people get people into the pews right. preach the gospel get people saved mm-hmm. and not that that's bad per se yeah um, but I remember early on just feeling that Easter needed to be something much more than that yeah and so even in my when i was 18 19 i would try to find ways to celebrate maundy thursday which is the thursday before easter the last supper Uh palm sunday of course Mm -hmm. now by the way a lot of churches do celebrate these things but Uh um i you know calvary chapel which is church i go to historically has not really Mm -hmm. done anything on those days Mm -hmm. um and a lot of evangelical churches don't Mm -hmm. or at least haven't i think they're doing more now but you know so palm sunday Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, all that stuff, and eventually I started celebrating Lent too yeah. for this for this very purpose, mm-hmm. uh, which of course Calvary chapels don't celebrate, mm-hmm. as most evangelicals don't. Although contrary to popular belief, it's not just Catholics, right? I mean, Lutherans right, yeah. celebrate it, um, Anglicans celebrate it, Methodists celebrate it. Um, so, it, or at least some Methodists, I shouldn't say all, but. Um, uh, but it's it has a storied history in the Protestant churches as well. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so a while ago I started saying, well, I'm going to start observing Lent as well mm-hmm. um, as a as a means of preparing myself for yeah. Easter mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Um, kind of thinking at a time to like um, focus on spiritual things. Sometimes fasting mm-hmm. during that period, or sometimes abstaining from some things like like people will do. And I don't do it all the time. I'm not doing anything this year, okay. for instance. Um, it just depends on, you know, going into the season if I feel mm-hmm. if I feel like I should or, you know, want to or whatever. Yeah. If I think it's something that would be be beneficial to me or whatever. Maybe maybe if I'm just in a place in a good place spiritually and I really want to, mm-hmm. you know, take that time to focus, you know. Right. Then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do some of those things, but yeah. But uh, I think, I, you know, I think Lent's a great time of the season because it is supposed to be, 
it's supposed to be preparing you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for the whole purpose of Christianity, which is that we celebrate that Jesus died, resurrected on the third day, and in him we have life and, and salvation. And and all of that coincides with a world that is itself coming back to life and itself is being saved and, mm-hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. And so, so yeah, I love it. I love that that's a part of the historic church calendar. And I love that people have always observed it and recognized it, and, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah. Yeah, I guess my thoughts in the last few years have been like, I don't want the day itself to sneak up on me. I want it to be a season. Yes. Like like Christmas season or whatever, where you're kind of in this posture of contemplating. I think my thought process this year, Mm -hmm. even talking about pleaser stuff, is just being so grateful for a hope Mm -hmm. and realizing like, man, I might struggle in this thing, but I have a hope and it's the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that because... Yeah. Like Christ, a season yeah. of celebrating. So you see it. something die, but and everybody's like devastated because Christ is dead. But mm-hmm. then he conquers it. He conquers mm-hmm. sin and he mm-hmm. conquers death. And um, I loved. I I don't remember how long ago you taught um, Sunday service, but just talking about that, like the victory that we have, and <coughs> talking about heaven and that hope and the the fact that they. Whoever set up the calendar, which you could tell us probably more than my ramblings could even try, but um, that it comes at this time where there's new light popping yeah. up in the ground, and even contrasting that with uh, what you had said at Christmas time, like it's getting darker, it's getting darker, the light seems gone. Yeah, and then, that's what I just think is such yeah. a cool picture. It's like Jesus is born, and then the seasons get mm-hmm. dark and dreary, and then. So was that, I mean, when was the actual Easter? Well, so, I mean, Easter itself as a holiday is as old as, in, it's, it's for sure goes back to the old, to the New Testament, it goes back to um, the church fathers. It's probably mentioned, or to uh, the apostles, mm-hmm. probably mentioned in the book of Acts, actually. The, why this gets a little confusing is because, um, of course, Americans, English, and Germans are the only ones who call it Easter. Everybody else historically has always called Easter Passover. Yeah, so in, so the, the term is Passover. Okay. So if you read any Greek like writing from the early church or uh, whenever they talk about Easter, they call it mm-hmm. Pascha, Passover. Yeah. And that term appears in the New Testament, but they can't tell if it's talking about Easter or Pas- the Jewish Passover. Yeah. In the New Testament, so there's it's there, but here's but no question the earliest Christians that we can find doing anything celebrate mm-hmm. Easter, mm-hmm. Um, and so and it is without a doubt the most important holy day of the year for them. Um, so there is no like first day. It started probably when Jesus resurrected, and they've probably been celebrating. So Easter what time Christmas. of year was that? Do you know? Yeah, it's, it's this time. Same? It's always yeah. It's always so so. The earliest Christians celebrated Easter. Well, actually, there from the earliest we have debates as to when to celebrate Easter uh-huh. because it's always around the Jewish Passover because mm-hmm. Jesus was killed during the Jewish Passover. Yeah. The problem is, is that the Jewish Passover doesn't happen every year on Friday, mm-hmm. thus yielding a third day of Resurrection Sunday. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and the early Christians wanted to celebrate Easter on Sunday. So there was actually an early debate amongst Christians as to whether or not you should have Easter falling on Passover. So Good Friday is Passover, and then Easter comes three days later, which could be any day of the week. Okay. Because Passover changes, you know, every year. Right. Depending on, uh, because the Jews are on on a, uh, a lunar calendar, not a solar calendar, and so it follows the Jewish calendar, which okay. which shifts in the months. Um, and most Christians didn't want to go that route. They didn't. They wanted to have Easter to be on a Sunday every single time. So what developed, and it's hard to say when they started doing this practice. We know that it's officially set as law in 325 A.D. at the Council of Nicaea. They're the ones who who fix once and for all when everybody has to celebrate Easter. But huh. but as with most councils, they're not setting something new. They're doing what most people have been doing for a long time. Some people were debating, but they set it as church law. And so Easter always comes then on the first Sunday, which follows the first full moon that comes after the spring equinox, which is why it can come at any point in March and April. Right. All right. Um, and that's going to always be around Passover time, okay. but Passover doesn't need to coincide. I think Passover coincides this year. Um, I don't remember... Uh, exactly when, but I believe Passover happens shortly before Easter. Have you guys ever done the Passover dinner? No. I've never done a full one, like a full authentic one. Mm -hmm. I've done what what I might call a partial Passover where friends brought parts of the feast and talked about it and kind of did presentations and we eat parts of it, but we didn't have like a full full on Passover dinner. Have you done it? I have. Yep. Yeah, my aunt used to host one and then... um, there was an actual guy. I think he was like, is Jews for Jesus? Have you ever heard of mm-hmm. that? So I think yep. he came to our town and hosted a big, there's like hundreds of people there. Oh, wow. Cool. It was That's fun. Cool. <clears throat> My mom always used to play like certain music this time of year. And so like there's some things that are nostalgic for me. I don't mm. know, but she, I think we would have fish and she would play like um, Handel's Young Messiah different things like that but as far as like actual um ways to keep it fresh and like genuinely exciting it's really hard because I've I mean I've just grown up in the church have you guys both grown up not really sort of I have to say not really sort of my my grandfather was Seventh-day Adventist okay and I don't they didn't do anything for Easter because Seventh-day Adventists tend to stick to biblical holidays mostly right including okay. the sabbath and you know things, right. things like that and my father was catholic um so they do all that stuff oh. but he didn't really practice that yeah. stuff i don't ever remember him you know making a big deal about any catholic holidays right. so so what would be both of you guys a suggestion for like having this time of year and the holiday of easter like pack a punch emotionally for like Mm. really past the traditions more into like this is what it's all about this is like this day changes everything and then we could pass that on to our families and our friends like what how can we keep that fresh Mm. what do you think (laughs) (laughs) well I mean you know the things I tend to do is just trying to I I don't have any one or two things I mean uh, it's Often, and for me, it often involves fasting during the final week before mm-hmm. Easter. Yeah. Um, or a Lenten fast, uh-huh. um, you know, which is different, right? A Lenten fast is 40 days. So if you do a fast for Lent, it's usually 
you're fasting from certain kinds of foods or uh-huh. something like that. Um, uh, or sometimes, like, it's pretty common, like, it's very common for a lot of people to do a Lenten fast where they fast from meat on Fridays. Or, <clears throat> yeah. Or, and they abstain from, like, I have a friend right now who's fasting from meat on Fridays and he's abstaining from alcohol for the whole right. month. Um, for for me last year, I abstained from uh, movies, television, um, meat, and cheese. So for the whole 40-day period. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Easter week, you can, you know, sometimes I'll do a, like a strict fast on Easter week, starting with Monday, Thursday, which is mm-hmm. the Thursday before. So I think that kind of helps kind of like focus and, and it helps you to really think about kind of the heaviness of, of uh, Good Friday. And that for me, definitely a Good Friday service is huge. Um, one of the things that, uh, for instance, the Anglican Church will do, uh, Lutheran Church will do, they'll have a Good Friday service where the the pastor is in black. He wears black entirely. Mm-hmm. It's a somber mood. There's a candle which represents Christ. And um, there will be a sermon. Um, there will be various little elements going on but the whole thing will end with him blowing out the candle and it's supposed to be dark and then everybody's supposed to exit quietly uh-huh. without talking um from mm-hmm. the building um and that's supposed to commemorate of course the loss of the death of christ mm-hmm. so the light going out is um christ's life being extinguished and then everybody going out quietly is the is the time of reflection of of sorrow and mm-hmm. and um, and then what happens is you come back they come back on Saturday night for Easter vigil um, and when they come back now the pastor is wearing white and the candle is lit and he begins the service by saying he is risen and everybody says he is risen indeed and then it enters into a time of celebration and so the and then the big thing would be that. Easter is a feast day, like a real feast day, mm-hmm. where people are sitting around a table sharing a meal, a, a joyous meal, right? Okay. And definitely songs, I think, and, um, you know, things of that nature at the dinner table, I think. That's so fun. Called for. What do you think, Hal? As we are just talking, it's making me want to just go read the Gospels, yeah. which I feel mm-hmm. like a one-trick pony because I say that a lot. Well, but it's been go wrong. so good for my soul because <clears throat> when you... Just like when you lose anybody, right? You want to go and commemorate them and read about them and look at pictures of them. But yeah. we have that all the time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just to get to know him and, <clears throat> and sit in that morning, too, and realize the sacrifice that he did. Mm-hmm. But then to celebrate that victory. And I think for me, maybe just being a little more vocal about that because um, for somebody who doesn't believe in the resurrection of Christ, right. um, it's probably pretty wacky stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, I know it to be true. Yeah. He is risen indeed, right? Yeah. So celebrating more openly, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. that we really have a victorious life because all of this stuff can be just crap and junk and we will get trampled on, mm-hmm. but we have victory. And like mm-hmm. you were saying a month or two ago, mm-hmm. there's... A victory and there's a heaven and yeah. there's more than this stuff if there right. wasn't then we might as well just stay in mourning right yeah and that's what I guess my last question was gonna be like 
and I think you just answered it. I would like to hear from you, but just like to all that, all that symbolism, like Pat, like means a lot to us because mm -hmm. we know what it means, but how like to someone who doesn't have the hope and doesn't know the hope and you like want to invite them to church on Easter, I guess, but how would you like tell them about it and how much it means and why it's so exciting? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's funny you say that. I don't know how to tell it to them. I mean, you can, I, I think you just tell, I think you tell stories. I mean, I think that's, you, you tell your stories and mm -hmm. that's what resonates with people. But it's funny you say that because, you know, there's a Lenten season which lasts from Ash Wednesday all the way to Good Friday. Mm -hmm. um, but there's an Easter season mm -hmm. and the Easter season starts on Easter and it goes all the way to Pentecost, which is seven weeks later. And um, in, in, you know, liturgical churches, uh, they're going to wear Easter robes for that whole period of time. Okay. And I listened to a sermon by one of my favorite theologians and uh, an Anglican, former Anglican bishop uh, named N.T. Wright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we know him. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> we and he, he lamented the fact that in his tradition, in the Anglican church, they're really great at celebrating Lent and they're really terrible at celebrating Easter. He yeah. says it's like we do all this work through Lent, which is funny. In my mind, I think we're bad at celebrating Lent and bad at celebrating yeah. Easter. We're just bad at celebrating it all. <laughs> but um, he said what they need to do is they need to, um, he says Easter needs to be like a, a festivity with dancing and with singing. And he says and we need to be going out. We need to be inviting the homeless. And we need, it's like, we just like come to the banquet. And he said, and, and, he, wow. and the way he described it is he said, there needs to be people splashing water around all over the place. Because of course, in, in more liturgical traditions, sprinkling of water is supposed to be like a remembrance and a re-affirmation um, of your baptism okay. and things like that. And he says, and, and, and he says, so that everybody watching us, he, and I'll, this is the only part I remember word for word, he says, might look at us and say, what is the meaning of this outrageous party? Right, and that's and that's what he said is is that we need to be celebrating that Easter festivity in such a way where everybody can see it, and we're bringing them in to our meals and to our time, which I've never done, but I've uh, you know I've uh, thought about it. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. that kind of feeds into our hospitality. Yeah, when we did it a few weeks ago, mm. it's kind of carrying that through through our lives and through the season. Even though we just are stressed out, busy people, but we should be a little bit different in our mm -hmm. celebrating. I think that, yeah, I feel like Christians miss being just like people who celebrate a mm -hmm. lot, you know? Yeah. And are grateful in that we like thankful. stopping and saying, I'm thankful and I'm thankful for a very specific purpose. Yeah. That is and really it's cool. so good. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about that because I remember my Easter last <laughs> year, like running down to the co op to get something to make some cake or something mm -hmm. and even feeling and this is shameful and stupid but like the guy asking me what are you doing today and I'm like oh celebrating Easter you know? <laughs> and him just wondering what does he think about me celebrating Easter but I yeah. didn't look very celebratory it was like mm -hmm. eh, give me yeah. my whipped cream and yeah. but standing in that like you know <laughs> if you knew what goodness yeah. this was mm -hmm. yeah. and I didn't just shirk back from it like you'd see a reason maybe to be I love that you mentioned telling stories I feel like that was I've had it kind of on my heart to do a podcast for a couple of years and that was part of the thing it's like you hear people's stories and they're just they grab you because it is like so powerful mm -hmm. and I think it makes people curious for more mm -hmm. especially people who don't know why you have hope 
Yeah. <clears throat> like that's a that's a powerful story. Tell me more. Why mm. do you have peace or hope? And so I like those. I like all those things you guys had to say. So anything else, guys? Well, oh, I want to ask you, what's like your favorite um, food this time of year? Mm. Easter type food. My favorite Easter type food. That's a good question. Um. Could be I, I think it's got to go steak. I love steak oh, yeah. always. Steak's my favorite food, period. Yeah. So, I yeah, so like I'd do a prime rib on Easter any day. Yeah, Maybe that'd... that's okay. Prime rib Easter. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm inviting. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you got I, stuff, I was like, I would love I to. I would actually love to. I just now with my family actually celebrating these things and doing dinners all I'm going to put the blazer on there. What time are you done? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. I'll have to talk to them. But, but we, have, you know. we have a season now. Yes, season. And yeah, let's I can do, do that. that. Let's yeah. do like an That I would love celebration. that. I would love that. Yeah. We've been working on something. My birthday's coming up in April. And we're like, we should make some good food mm. and read some poetry. I've already mm. done this before. And I feel like it lights yeah. water on fire. Every time yeah, we used to do these brunches that yeah. were awesome. And we do things like that. And we did... Uh, the dinners, though, that the one you that's invited right. there me was to, a dinner. the poetry reading. Yeah. That was great. for Easter season. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. Plan. It's yeah. a loose plan. And let's all make a pact that we are safe people to tell each other no to. So yes. I will, <laughs> I will melt down if I have <laughs> Let's just do it in a really, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. I think it will feel good to be able to solidly yep. say no to someone. Amen. And, and know that they're going to be okay. Yeah. So this was a, a funny, like, hybrid of, like, pleaser stories, Easter Lent, church history. But I think it worked. Yep. yep. I, I think, think so. so. It's fun. Thanks for being here. Thank you.